0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message.
1: Let's be real, okay? Anybody that doesn't like real, you can leave right now, okay? Because I, 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 we need to be real. The Christian church is under attack. Our church is under attack. With everything going on in this world, you know, we, how many times have you heard the word COVID in a sermon? You know, Not just COVID though, everything going on. Our unity is under attack. With all the social issues that we've got going on. And I don't mean just that we're under attack from outside. I mean, right here in the mid. I, I, I've never seen a time in uh, my 20-something years pastoral ministry, my 30-something year, 30, 36, 37 years of ministry, I've never seen a time when there is more disunity in the church and where we allow so many things to divide us so many things that you know what are not going to matter five years from now and will definitely not matter 5,000 years from now and we we, we need to get focused back on some right things don't we uh, the vision of the church I mean I, see, I I always see our vision as a church being attacked from out there as well but not just out there we you know, we, we argue over it all. You know, we, I guess the big joke is, uh, as a young pastor always was, you know, the churches that split over what color of carpet we're going to have. You know, we're changing the carpet out. What color? And have, You know, and I actually heard of a church that um, they ended up getting two colors. One color for this side and one color for that side. And if you voted for that color, you sat on that side. You voted for this color, you sat on that side. And, and you know what? I look around and I see in some ways, we're not far from that. You know, the... Uh, the finances of the church are under attack. Whenever those kinds of things happen, the finances are under attack because people that were more free with their giving are like holding it a little bit more. I mean, the narcissism that has grown in our culture and our society over the last 20 months has impacted that. Of course, we could also talk about, you know, just our health. I mean, our health is, uh, my, my health has been under attack this year, you know, and <laughs> I started to say something right there, but I think, I think that would just start a political discussion right here if I say something about COVID and vaccines and all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to leave that alone, but I just say, my health has been under attack, yours has too. I mean, we've lost, what, one of my good friends, a mentor, uh, one of my that stupid friends, and I don't have really time to talk about it, but one of my people that I allow to tell me that's stupid, died earlier this year and i can't tell you how many times i've thought about calling mark or i'm gonna get a call from mark today and we're all dealing with that aren't we we're dealing i missed three funerals last year because of covid i mean three funerals are connected to our church people that i couldn't be at i mean you know over the last few weeks I, I, I keep hearing this there's a there's a movie uh, michael douglas was in years ago i think annette benning and michael douglas called the american president and uh and listen i watch stuff like this and i i just i just ignore the politics in it okay so that i can just enjoy the movie if you don't like it because of the politics i'm sorry okay because i just ignore that and go on with it but i've heard there, there's a pivotal speech toward the end of the movie that I've heard this echoing several times over the last several weeks. And this, this is just a couple of excerpts from it where he says, we, we've, we've got, the way he says, it, he says we've got serious problems and we need serious people. This is a time for serious people, Bob. And your 15 minutes is up. And you know what? It's time for us to look around and say, find where Bob is. Now, Bob was—you know—Bob was the one that was running against him, want to kick him out of his, you know, the Oval Office, whatever. We need to find Bob. And we say this is a time for serious people. And Bob, your 15 minutes is up, and it's time for some serious people again. We've got some serious needs. So, where do I go to find the inspiration for dealing with what you and I are dealing with as Christians? as a church well go to the bible right life of christ in the life of christ he had so many people around him and uh lauren yeah you're not behind in just in case (laughs) i didn't tell her i had a whole lot to talk about for the first slide (laughs) but um jesus had a lot of people around him different times different he had and a lot of different kinds of people okay and you and I, we have those same kinds of people around us as a church. And um, most of this you can find in, in John chapter 6. It's really interesting. And it's a really long chapter. I mean, chapters aren't normally this long. This is a really long chapter. And it's got a lot. You can just see a lot of this. And we're going to read some verses from there. And there's just a, I mean, I really encourage you. Just read that whole chapter sometime today. And just see how, how much of that just mirrors where we are and how we're struggling because we've got you know people from every every possible direction you know hanging off every every limb or hanging out in every part of left field and all those kinds of things everybody's just coming from everywhere well just a few people i want to mention to you that Jesus had around him that we have around us okay and the first one are the seekers okay and seekers finally here i am lord <laughs> seekers are curious they visit they check things out Seekers are like people who are just kind of here today, you know, just checking things out. I don't know. I haven't accepted Christ. I don't even know if I believe in all this. Seekers, right? In John chapter 6, the very beginning of that chapter, a huge crowd kept following him wherever he went, talking about Jesus, because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. And because they saw these miraculous signs, people who were seeking, I wonder if this is true or not. And so they began following Jesus. And they followed him just for that purpose, seekers. And if you aren't a Christian today, but you're here because you're seeking, because you've heard that there's something, maybe you've heard something that in these songs that we sang this morning about that peace is something that interests you today, I'm glad you're seeking. Please keep seeking. Please keep on seeking. Um, I'm not going to say a whole lot to you this morning. I'm going to say something to the rest of the people in this room. Because most of you are beyond the seeker uh, position in your life. Spiritually speaking, you've moved past that. And so the next group of people I want to mention to you are fans. Y'all know what a fan is? Anybody college football fan? Right? right? Y'all know what fans are? Y'all are scared to death. I'm going to talk about your, fa- your uh, team or something last night or yesterday or whatever, right? We're fans. We what are fans? Fans are consumers. That's what we do. We eat it up. Man. I love Saturdays right now, because I can. I, I, my YouTube TV is just letting me see every game I want to see in a hurry. I love, you right? We're consumers. Fans wear the T-shirt. Anybody got T-shirts? I didn't see, I didn't I see an Auburn one over there. There's Alabama. I see just a few, right? They buy the ticket, but they can be very fickle. Fans are fickle, you know? Um, and, you know and i thought about something i thought about this late and i thought it already had the slides done i didn't want to have to back up and redo the slides so so you know I, I i didn't put this one in but i thought you know what fans fans know the fight song right you know fans know the fight song and and you and i we do too like uh, you think about in church we know the fight i mean if you've been coming around here for a while you might close your eyes and sing the songs you don't have to look at all the words because you know the fight songs right you know, and I, I, most of the time I'm standing there, you know, worshiping and thinking about it and just singing. And every once in a while I open my eyes and I say, I didn't know that was that word. I thought it was this other word, right? So you, you need to do that every once in a while maybe. Make sure you're singing the same, same things with us. But, but fans know the fight songs. Uh, scripture, John chapter 6 again, verse 26. And, and, and Jesus is starting to be asked by some of those who are seekers. And he says, I tell you the truth, you want to be with me because I fed you. You saw these miracles. Not because you understood the miraculous signs but don't be so concerned about perishable things like food spend your energy seeking the eternal life that the Son of Man can give you and so that these seekers began they said man we saw some miracles can we see some more that's what they were asking we want to see some more miracles. show us some more miracles Jesus said don't focus on that that's why you're here you're here because I fed 5,000 of you and you want to see that again you want me to feed your belly again you want me to feed your spirit again don't, don't be focused on that but be focused on the real Be focused on on, on eternal life, what I can really give you. But fans are fickle. Fans find it so easy. You know, here's here's the danger in being a fan of Jesus. There's actually a, a book out there. It's kind of controversial a little bit. It's called Not a Fan. You don't need to be a fan of Jesus. If you've been a Christian for any time at all, you don't need to be a fan of Jesus because a fan is not enough. Here's the problem with fans they will eventually find something else to trade their feelings for. They will find another team. They will find a, a, another option. I, I've even known a lot of people, they were just fans in their marriage. They found somebody else to be a fan of. And... Uh, Normally, those people come to me and ask me to help them out when uh, they're like two steps away from divorce, you know, and it's not much you can do about it after that. But that's what fans do. Fans, you know, I, back I, was, I was a big Atlanta Braves fan back in the 80s when they were horrible. You know, I was a big, Atlanta, and you know what? i really, I'm not that much of a fan anymore. I watched, I watched a lot of it this year because they finally came. I didn't watch it until the playoffs. Actually, didn't even hardly watch playoffs. Just watch the World Series mostly. I'm not a, I, I'm not any more than a fan. And you know what? Jesus knew. Jesus knew when, when when these people started asking these questions, he knew he was about to lose them. But he didn't get concerned because he knew he could not build his church on a bunch of fans. So what's the next group of people? Well, let's talk about followers. You need to step beyond being a fan and be a fo- you know who the followers are, don't you? The followers are the participants they are the loyal they are the committed they're not the ones who just show up for a game every once in a while or watch it when it's convenient say oh yeah no i didn't see that, that, that that's just a fan you know that's just someone who likes to wear the shirt or whatever i'm talking about followers i mean they are committed they are loyal they're gonna dig in there no matter what and they don't they don't care i meant uh i you know i, I tell you I was an Alabama fan during the Mike Shula years. That's a follower, okay? All right, that's way beyond being a fan. That's a follower, okay? And uh, I went I, I, maybe only because I, I had bought season tickets and didn't really realize how bad they were going to be. Maybe that's why I was still a follower because I had already invested, right? I already put some money in there. Take me to the scripture though. But here's the thing about followers. Jesus said in Luke chapter 14, verse 27: If you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple see being a follower is not enough either how many followers you got on Facebook I got followers on my Facebook sometimes I last day who is this <laughs> you know or friends on Facebook right and it's like who is I, I don't remember te- I don't remember telling them I'd be their friend I don't remember who they have some of these people I've never seen face-to-face never had a meal with them never had coffee with them never spent any time with them whatsoever being a follower is is not enough because you know when you're a follower, it's like you are there for the ups and the downs, and you're following the ups and the downs. You know, you're kind of feeling a roller coaster of you know ripping your guts out when things aren't going your way. And I'm not just talking about football here, you know, you feel that, but being the follower is not enough. You got to go beyond that, you've got to not just follow jesus and what jesus is doing but you're going to have to find your place of sacrifice you're going to you know that's what this thing takes that's what christianity was built on and that's what christianity always will be because christianity is not about i mean we got a t-shirt we wear around here right it's not about me it's about somebody else that i can say what do you need what do you need what do you, it's not enough to be a fan of man. I'm a fan of what Christ did on Calvary. And I'm a follower of it because, let me tell you, I pray over lots of sin. You know, I, I'm, I'm a fan, I'm a follower. But at some point, I've got to decide what is my place, what is my cross, what is my sacrifice, what is my thing that I'm supposed to be doing, who is it that is following along behind me, who is, should I be paying attention to that I can say, what do you need? What do you need? Because that's not enough, so, so what is it? Seeker, you know, it's, it's like we're making a progression here. Seeker, fan, follower to disciple. I mean, that's right there at the end of that verse, right? So it's about disciples. Next slide for me, Lauren, if you will. Disciples are bought in. They invest in the future. They are the ones that make it happen. The disciples make it happen. And listen, when when you hear the word disciple, you may think of those 12 names that you know from the New Testament. uh, Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, Thaddeus, Judas, and Bartholomew. That's a song that David taught me years ago. And uh, so that's why I I can say them like that real quick. It's uh, because of that old song. And you may think of those 12, but there's another scripture, and, I, and the link is in the sermon notes uh, on the Connect page, church2911.com slash connect. You'll look there in the sermon notes. You'll see the link to the scripture. There's a, another place where Jesus sends out 72 of his disciples to preach. So these aren't fans. These aren't followers. These are preachers. He sends 72. He's got that many disciples, okay? And so these are real people that are really, really, really bought in. Give me that scripture here, if you will, Lord. John 6, this is getting closer to the end of that chapter where people are beginning to leave Jesus in droves now because now he's talking about sacrifice, and he turns to his 12 disciples, and he says, Are you also going to leave? And Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. That's a disciple. I know we, I, I know we took it in the teeth. In the last couple of days, weeks, whatever it is, Jesus. But you're the one with it. Where, where else can I go? You're the you're I'm your disciple. I'm your fault to the death. I'm your I'm following it. And and, and yeah, uh, I mean, if you know Simon Peter's story, you may say, man, he he blew it. Yeah, he blew it a couple of times. But we find him giving his life in the end for his for his testimony and his preaching of Jesus. I'm going to risk being tacky right now, okay? <laughs> I'm, I, is, that, is that okay? Again, we're being real today because we've got serious problems. And y'all don't need a pastor up here that's just trying to get his 15 minutes or 30 minutes of fame today, right? Let me risk being tacky Church twenty nine eleven has what we believe a specific calling and vision of reaching the community, discipling that community. We get them in the door. We got to train them, but we've got to reach that community before. And you know, and I've been in the middle of those discussions about you know which well which is which is most important. Well, you can't do this unless you do that. If you do that, don't do this. But they're both important. And that's why they're both in our vision and mission statement. But if we're going to accomplish that, we can't do it with fans and followers. We can only do it with disciples. 29-11's got to have disciples. And here's, here's the risk of the tacky. I said, I w- I'm going to risk being tacky here just to say, right here. If you're looking to just be a fan or a follower for the rest of your life. There are plenty of churches that will welcome you in their door. But if you stay at 2911, with everything in me, I'm going to try to keep it up, to challenge you to be a disciple. Because when I accept, however you see this thing about being called into ministry or whatever, when I accepted a challenge to be called in ministry and, and accept a challenge to be a pastor and, and minister, God didn't call me to excite the fans. He didn't call me to increase the fellowship of my church. He called me to raise disciples. And with everything in me, I'm gonna challenge you to be a disciple if you're a seeker today I'm glad you're here and I hope you keep seeking but just know if you keep seeking at 29 11 you're going to be child I actually had a lady who she was just honest she said I don't go to your church anymore because you're always telling people they need to do something <laughs> okay <laughs> I'll help you find the one you want because I know there's a lot of them. that's that's the tacky part okay I, I know it sounds like I'm being tacky toward some other churches I'm gonna tell you, if you sit here too long, you are gonna be challenged to do what you're supposed to do. So, so how do I how do I become a disciple? We we got to talk about that. We can't leave this right here and just say that's what we have got to talk about that. I was research doing some research and I ran across this guy, uh, this pastor. Uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Whitwer, Pastor Joe Whitwer. I do not know Joe Whitwer, but I ran across one of his articles and this was. Perfect. You know, I tell you stuff, and, and I think sometimes you say, well, Pastor, yeah, that's good. I, it sounds pretty good. I just wanted you to see it from somebody else and realize I'm not the only one out there in left field saying that, saying that we need disciples and not just fans and followers, that it's got to be more than that. So I, w- I want to show you what, <laughs> what he says about <clears throat> how we grow spiritually. And that growth comes from, you know, from from the time that I was a seeker into being a fan to being a follower into a disciple. How do I get there? Glad you asked. Here's how he says it, okay? First, meet together in church in a life group. Now, we've called them small groups around here. We're changing the name of that. You've you've heard some rumblings of that. You're going to hear more about it after the first of the year when we kick these off again, okay? There is a lie. I'm just being real this morning, so I'm just going to say there is a lie out of the pits of hell that says you can be a Christian without being part of a church. Now, listen, you can go to heaven without being a part of the church because, I mean, you can get saved on your deathbed and, you know, you can tell Jesus, right, yes, that, that's not what we're talking about. And if you'll give me the time, I'll sit with you and I'll have the argument, I, I mean, the discussion. <laughs> and I'll show you. But I dare you, if you think you can be a Christian, a Christ follower a disciple of Jesus and not be connected to a church I dare you go go look through everything Jesus told us to do and be as his followers and tell me how you do that without being connected to a church you can't do it and I'm hearing people more and more David was telling me about one just the other day it's like you know I've just gotten comfortable with being at home and all that when I talk about being comfortable fans are comfortable you know fans are comfortable disciples are not comfortable disciples are looking around saying this world we i used to say this a lot of times going to hell in a handbasket you don't know what that means this is, that's where this world is going and i'm not comfortable with that as a disciple of jesus christ you cannot be comfortable with that i do not want to belabor this and go on and on and on but let me let me assure you you cannot follow jesus without being connected to the body of jesus christ and that's the church second second thing he says is seek God daily in prayer Bible reading and journaling I just hit this two weeks ago really hard so I'm not gonna hit it again if you missed it go back two weeks okay to that sermon and uh, and you'll hear me tell you about how to create a a prayer life and a devotion life but there's one thing he says that I didn't say it was in my notes I just didn't get to it that day because I've always got too much to say right journaling and let me just say this about it that if God gives you a promise don't you dare forget to write it down somewhere. Make sure you write it down because you're going to be challenged. The enemy is going to lie to you say God didn't tell you that. You write it down, you date it and say this is where I was sitting and this is where I know when God told me this because you're going to need to be able to look back and tell you know tell the enemy say no, nope, here it is right here. See this? It was this day and I know that I know that I know that I know. That's what journaling is about. And the third thing is serving. Serve others in your church in our church and community. I promise you This is not some secret guy using a pseudonym from 2911, okay? We talk about serving, right? When you read, if if you're going to do that, if you're going to chase down the words of Jesus and you read, and he's going to tell you about serving, we are called to serve. We're called to be there for one another. We are called to say, what do you need? We are called to pay attention to those who are walking along behind us and uh serving is a big part of that and and incidentally if we flip back up to that top one it's hard to serve other people sitting in your recliner watching tv working church on tv it's hard to serve other people. i'm not saying you can't do it i mean if you're bedridden yeah surely okay but that's not what we're talking about right and so serving is part of it and then the third thing is giving i mean the fourth thing give to god's work in our church and to the poor you know, uh, we had a had a little joke right before service. Man, this this just fits real good. And I know my time's up. I've only got one more of these, and I'm done. Okay. But somebody said, "I'm just going to donate this pastor. We, I left it here so long; I don't even need it anymore. And I'm just going to call it my tithes for the next two months." And I said, "You know what? That was a joke. Okay, they weren't really serious." I said. I always really appreciate when people tell me how they're going to spend God's tithes that He <laughs> that they're supposed to give to the church. You know, you know, I've, I've had people say that. You know, and, and and the whatever. But let me tell you, so, uh, like, and I mentioned this. Like a lady, I came. She she said she was going to give her tithes to uh, renting a bus for the teens to go on their trip that was coming up. You know what I wanted to say? I wanted to say, can can we use that bus to have church on? You know, if we can't make the payments because people are using their tithes for other things and whatever. You say we got to remember, this wasn't free. Enon didn't pay for this. Did y'all know that? Uh, Gardendale First didn't pay for this. There are some people sitting here that are disciples that said, said, this is the vision that I've got to be a part of. And and I really always hit giving really hard around Thanksgiving. Y'all know what Thursday is? (laughs) If you're truly thankful... You will not leave God out of your equation with your finances. You will not be able to. And I'm gonna be really real here one more time before wrapping this this one up. If you are a discipler, if you are a disciple, you will be a giver. You cannot call yourself a disciple if you are not a giver. I don't speak in absolutes very often, so I prayed about this one before I said that this morning. But again, give me the time. I'll have the discussion with you. You cannot be so wrapped up in yourself that your finances never allow you to give and call yourself a disciple. And churches all across the country right now are struggling closing their doors because a lot of people have moved from disciple back to fan, and follower 2911's got a huge vision we can't make it without disciples and here's the last one and we're back to where we started share your faith with your friends we're back to where we started this whole song, the whole all of this the reason we need disciples is because of that one to share your faith with your friends that's the whole purpose and everything we do and and all the stuff that we do and the coffee shop and the building and and all the things we do, it still all gets right back to here about our friends who what they're seeking. And some that don't even know they're seeking yet, but something inside of them, it, it's empty, and it's like, I, I just don't know anymore. And I don't have peace, I don't have joy, I, I don't have meaning, I don't have purpose, I can't, I can't find any solace, I can't, I can't, I can't find any help, and, and they're struggling. And it all gets right back around to all of that is that's the reason we're called to be disciples.
0: Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205 476 You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.